You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering everything Pit. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairby, right? For Pittsburgh Sports Now About Pitt, work for WPTS Radio Station, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. We're going to talk a little bit about FPI today. They predict Pitt to go 10-2. and two? Could Pitt actually do that? Break it down and more. Also, why Pitt doesn't actually need to run the football well in order to win football games in the ACC. And also, we'll talk a little bit about volleyball. Get They, they got their highest ranking ever tied their highest ranking ever today number two overall how far can that team go and more on locked on pit what is going on folks welcome to the locked on pit podcast this one today is going to be a good one I got a few topics that I really want to talk about. I want to start off with, mainly, why Pitt doesn't actually have to run the football. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I just said that. Pitt doesn't have to run the football. You know, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's been a topic of discussion for everybody. For everyone. If you you've been a Pitt fan, you've heard it before. Man, why can't they just run the football? I'll tell you why they can't run the football and why it also straight up doesn't matter. Like, it just does not matter. But before I get into that, I want to shout out our title sponsor today, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Make sure to go check out that as well at rockauto.com. But I do really want to get into this. I mean, Pitt doesn't need to run the football. They really don't. I mean, this isn't a hot take at all. Because Pitt, at their fundamental basis, this year, are a passing first offense. They don't need to run the football. They would actually hurt themselves by running the football more. Now, yes, 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 yes. They did run the football well. They ran it well against UMass in New Hampshire. It's UMass in New Hampshire. But does it really matter if your offense can run the football when your passing game is lighting it up? They're one of the most explosive passing offenses in the NCAA, if not the most. 29 touchdowns. They lead the NCAA in touchdowns scored. They have... Listen, this is an offense that is so explosive. Pitt is so explosive this year. How do you, you find 29 touchdowns in four games? I don't care who it's against. That's impressive. That's especially impressive. And Pitt's, Pitt's explosive play rate? 17.26% of their plays are explosive. It's the second best in the ACC and behind UNC. And we know UNC has Sam Howe. So don't. You know, it's not a worry. 
Getting against better defenses, listen, if they go up against, you know, the Georgia Techs of the world who look good, Virginia Tech, man, these guys aren't even going to be able to do anything on the ground. Like, that's my thesis. It's going to actively hurt them. Why, when you get into second and five situations after throwing a five-yard pass to Jared Wayne or a short screen to, to Jordan Addison, why would I be running the football with Vincent Davis or Izzy, Izzy Abani Kanda? When I can be attacking deep down the field with Addison or Barden or hitting crawl or moving the, st- the, st- the sticks because I know that Davis and Abanikina can get involved in that area too. Like, wh- What's the reason for them to run the football? The only reason for them to run the football this year is to close out games. And that's where your argument comes and says, sure, 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 sure. I understand it there. Because you do need to close out games and you want to run the football. It's cool. So in that case, maybe you want to see a little bit more Matt Gonsalves. Okay. I'm cool with that. But, but let's not be, let's not be frank here. Let's be very frank, in fact. Let's not beat around that bush. Let's not sugarcoat it. They don't need to run the football. Pitt never needs to run the football. They will run it, but they don't need to run it 20 times a game. They don't need to feed Vincent Davis. They don't need to let him run for nine, for 33 yards on 19 carries. They don't need to feed Izzy Abandoned Canada. They don't need to feed these guys on the ground because it actively takes away from their best part, and it takes the hands out of their best player, Kenny Pickett. No reason. No reason for them to run the football. And they're awful. I mean, they're awful running the football. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, it, New Hampshire aside. New Hampshire aside. This team just could not run the football. I mean, they were averaging 3.5 yards per run. 3.57 it's not great. It's not great. I mean, you look at the, some of the teams with them. It's like Kansas and Rutgers and LSU, and those teams don't have great running games this year. That's not that. That's not their forte. And they don't need it. They could put up forty because Kenny Pickett can pass the football on anyone. No secondaries matching this receiving core man to man. No one's matching it. Just let them throw the ball. And this offensive line is also a much better pass-protecting unit than a run-blocking unit. So you're just really fitting into the scheme's strengths. So Pitt doesn't need to run the football well. Now they could energize it in some ways to get it in that game-closing time. But let's not forget the one game, the one close game that they did have when they needed to do it, they did shut the door with the running game. So that's also very, very encouraging. So maybe they do have the capability to shut it down. Maybe they do. But if it gets into, you know, if they run the ball and get it to third and five, I'd rather put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands. Just just let Kenny Pickett do it. Kenny Pickett might be their best rusher right now anyways in terms of just efficiency. There's no reason to force running the football when you can pass it at an explosive rate like this, when you can score points like this. That's Pitt's game-changing thing right now. The game-changing thing for Pitt is their ability to throw the football at an explosive rate, at an efficient rate, and it's just, it, they, no one's matching them. They try too high, they get burnt. They try single high, they get burnt. They try to keep it in front of them. Kenny Pickett eats them up underneath. It's simple. It's hard to match this pit offense. 
We haven't seen a team do it yet. Georgia Tech will be a test of that. But it doesn't look like... I, I don't think they're going to be able to either. In fact, their strength is with the linebackers. So why would you run the football? Why would you run the football? It's a 3-3-5 stack, and they have a lot of hybrid linebacker safety guys that are really good at coming downhill and stopping the run. And they'll send nickel blitzes. Like, why would you run the football against that team? Just throw it. Take advantage of your mismatches. And there's plenty of those to go around. Trust me on that. So the pit doesn't need to run the football to be successful. And it's as simple as that. Now, I do want to talk about those ESPN FBI, th- FPI things. I mean, Pitt is projected to go 10-2 and two by that. But first, I want to let you guys know about prize picks. Have you heard about prize picks? Because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. And they offer more college football props than anyone in the world right now. All the star players in the Power 5, as well as mid-major players, you might not even know. They offer any prop you want from yards, touchdowns, to even interceptions thrown. So get so get this. You can use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can just pick 2-5 to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Again, that promo code is locked. On. So head over, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, rockauto.com has you. Listen. There's an increasing number of makes and models, and it's now impossible for your local chain or auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure those pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand they have at the warehouse? You have computers with access to rockauto.com to fit what you want. You can save time and money while using Rock auto.com their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you want go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. I want to talk about ESPN. Man, they love Pit. <laughs> so the SP Plus rankings have Pit at 21 overall. 21 overall. They have Pit as a top 25 team. And here's the thing that's interesting about that. That I find really interesting. It's not just the offense they like. It's actually also the defense. They're not as low on the defense. I think the defense might come around. So that's very interesting to me as well. Now, let's go to the real topic of discussion. FPI. So, FPI currently has Pitt at 10-2. and two. That's right. 
they think Pitt is not going to lose another game besides Clemson. So that's football power index. It's a measure of team strength. Essentially, that is made to be predictive, right? Now, that doesn't always mean that it ends up going that way. Same with the S&P Plus stuff, right? It's just who's the better team and in most instances who would win this game, right? So, for example, if Pitt play Western Michigan again, they would believe that about 9 or 8 of those 10 times, Pitt would win that game if they played again. That's kind of the whole thing. But you look at the FPI stuff. They have a 55% chance to win this week against Georgia Tech. 63% against VT. Only 38 against Clemson. 69 against Miami. 70 against Duke. 66 against UNC. 78 against Virginia. 80 against Syracuse. That's wild. That's really wild. So they think Pitt can go all the way to 10-2. And And obviously if they go 10-2 and and only lose to Clemson, Pitt's ranked and in the ACC championship game. And it would be the breakout season everyone's been waiting for. Now, FPI, it's a predictive thing, right? Pitt should win these games. Pitt should look like this. Pitt should do this. Can't be taken as this power predictor all thing. Because listen, again, as I said, with Western Michigan, they expected Pitt to win that game. But on that day, down that day, it just did so happen that Pitt was not on the right side of things. Which is very important to note. Because Pitt's not always going to be on the right side of things. So we have to understand that. You know, Pitt's not going to be necessarily a a 10-2 team. I think 8-4 and four is probably much more likely. Pitt has a 12% chance to win the conference per that FPI, by the way. It, it's interesting. They're still high on them, even after they lose to Western Michigan. And I think, I, I, I don't think 10-2 is truly realistic. I mean, they could go 10-2. They certainly have the quarterback and talent to do that. And if the defense figures things out, I could see it happening. But you also feel like with Pitt, I mean, it's Pitt. So they probably won't. So if Pitt overall isn't going to win 10 games, then what's the realistic expectation? I think nine is the realistic expectation. You want to be out of these next two games at five and one. Then you face Clemson. That's actually a winnable game now. It is. They host them at Hines. That offense looks terrible for Clemson. Granted, it's about it's over a month away still. It's just about a month away. But right now, that looks very winnable. Now, the defense of Clemson's a different story, but Pitt's offense looks freaking amazing. I mean, I don't even know if Clemson can match what Pitt brings right now. But you know Pitt's probably going to have the disappointing game or two, right? So they might, they're going to probably lose one of these games. Maybe two. Eight and four, nine and three feels right to me. Ten and two feels a little bit too much optimistic. And because the ACC is so chaotic, really, it's something that you look at 
with Pitt and say, man, 10-2 is possible. They have this explosive offense, which is literally one of the best in the country right now. No exaggeration. The defense has some young talent on it. Maybe they'll figure things out. But the history of Pitt and the history of Pat Narduzzi is, well, Pitt's going to end up in the 7-8-9. to eight to nine. Maybe, maybe 9. They haven't even hit the 9 threshold. 7 or 8 wins, right? That's your, that's your theoretical stuff right there going through it. But, I mean, the predictive stuff loves Pitt. I mean, they love them. They rose back up. I mean, they're 16 in FBI right now. But Pitt's such a highly efficient offense. If Pitt can run the score up on Georgia Tech, they're going to love them even more. They just love Pitt, man. The predictive stuff loves Pitt. It's good to see. It's a good sign. But we know what Pitt has done in the past in situations like these. So you don't want to get your hopes up too high. But I find it very interesting. I think it's an optimistic sign. Now, maybe they can shatter this glass ceiling still, but let's not forget they lost to Western Michigan. There's letdown games on this schedule for sure that are very, very possible. So I don't want to get too out in front. I think 9-3 and three is the best bet, you know, to be the high ceiling. 10-2 feels way too optimistic to me. 8-4 and four is probably my prediction right now. You just got to be realistic with Pittman. The defense still could be an issue. It's, it, you know, the scheme is not going to change. So when they face Sam Howe, man, what are they going to do with that? You know, there's games on here that you look at. You know, Brennan Armstrong has an ability to really dice them up. Like, there's key things that you just look at and you say, yeah, man, they might not be, you know. They might not do this thing. <laughs> they might not do this 10-2 and two thing. 8-4 and four sounds about right to me overall. But it just showcases how clear... It is for the taking. The ACC is certainly for the taking. All right, folks, let's go on to volleyball now. But before we do that, I want to check on betonline.ag. They're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as football is back. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. They have an updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So make sure you head over to their site and use their welcome bonus promo code. NFL100. And guess what you get that just for signing up? The promo code is NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast. Pit Volleyball. Pit Volleyball. <laughs> How about it? Number two in the nation. This team is good. Best team Pitt has this year. With all the struggling about you know men's soccer, although men's soccer picked up a huge win against Clemson. Huge win there for them, but they've been up and down. You know, women's soccer looks solid, but maybe not on the top echelon yet. They got really crushed by Florida State. But Pitt Volleyball, 60th consecutive week in the polls. And now they're number two. Highest they've been since 2019. They've never been number one. 
But they're close, man. This team, I mean, I haven't... The thing about pit volleyball is they keep turning out impressive performances. And it feels like nothing's close. Like, it really feels like none of this is close. They sweep NC State. They face a ranked and undefeated UNC team and beat them 3-1. to one. It's like... And that's on the road, by the way. I mean, that's on the road. Like, it, it's not clockwork. Like, this is not an easy easy team to beat. Like, UNC is a solid team with good attackers, with good setters, and they attack through the middle really well. And that ability to be in the middle and, and execute blocks. So we saw that in that one set where they really dominated. They just worked everything through the middle. But that ability of, of UNC was impressive. And Pitt just mowed right through them. I mean, ever since their win against Tennessee on September 5th, Pitt's lost a total of two sets. Two sets? I mean, it's incredible. You know, they have, the obviously, the ACC slate coming up. Virginia, Duke, Clemson, G-Tech. It's a, it's a slate, that's for sure. It's not going to be an easy one. And Pitt's going to have their, their work cut out for them. But also, this team right now is just rolling. And they don't look like they're they're getting better. I mean, they're getting better. Lekator member Monet got her 1,000th kill against NC State. She's been a great ad. These attackers are deep, man. I mean, Pitt has some of the, the... I think they might have the deepest roster of attackers in the nation. Certainly up there, at the very least. When you have so many good outside hitters and middle blocks, middle blockers, I mean, Valeria Vasquez Gomez, you have Chinaz Ende, obviously, you have Anastasia Russ getting in there, you have member Monet, you have Sabrina Starks, you have Lekator, you know, Lekator member Monet has been a great at. She continues to showcase her skills. Chiamaka Wokolo, Serena Gray, Kayla Lund, obviously. I, I just don't know how you how you keep up with such high-octane offense and so much pressure. And then they also have the ability to really play in the middle there and get their hands up and block. Sabrina Starks is great at that. She's been great at that for a few years now. But so is Chiamaka Wokolo. Screen Gray's proven to be good at that. And the setters have been impressive too. Kylie Levers, Ezebrowski, Alexis Akeo. They've all proven to be very impressive. Everyone on this team has just proven to be so impressive. And the setters, let's give, you know, give, giving really good stuff to the setters. They've done a really good job of digging balls out. And I think that's also something. You know, they don't make a ton of mistakes. There's not a ton of service errors. There's not a lot to clean up either. It's a very clean team. It's a very disciplined team. And I think that's something that when you look at it overall last year, could have held Pitt back a little bit. Because they weren't, you know, super disciplined. There were a lot of service errors at times. And actually, Browski has played so well. And, and her, her ability to play there, you know, just set up all the attackers and, and get those key digs. Very impressive. The surface errors obviously were a big thing in that in that third set against UNC. So you don't want to see that show up. 
That was a long, long, long set. The worst Pitts played in a while. Maybe the worst they played all year. And they still won. <laughs> Came back and, and won the next set. Like it was nothing. It, it was it was great to see. They have a ton of depth. They're number one in RPI. They really, really have been a, a very impressive team. So keep an eye out for this pit team. I think they can go all the way this year. Further than they did last year for sure. In the Elite Eight, they're a deeper team this year. They have better setters. Browski's playing at a higher level than she was. It's a deeper team. They have depth. They can keep people fresh and do all of that. All right, folks, before we get out of here, I want to make sure you guys check out Locked On Bets because betting on any sport you have, it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, winning team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks. Thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.